What's going on, everybody? How's everybody doing? Hope you guys enjoyed that Thursday game, just like me and Danny did up until about the third quarter. But we're not here to talk about football today, which sucks. I'm very excited for tomorrow. I hope everybody else is. I uh, hope you guys can join us if you guys have any more questions. Um, and uh, I've seen a lot of you guys reaching out to uh, either the D&D Sportcast Twitter page or my personal page, King Jersey Scott. Ask me questions. I appreciate it. The questions are very good, uh, gentlemen. Keep them coming. And we'll keep giving you answers. Now, before we launch into the show, if you guys want to find us anywhere, any podcast platform, you can find us at uh, anchor.fm forward slash DND1. That'll take you to Google, Apple, whatever podcast you like to use that, you know, CastBox, uh, shit, Anchor, YouTube. Uh, You can't find us on Twitch anymore. Fuck Twitch. Uh, So if you guys want to find us, like I said, anchor.fm forward slash DND1. So what's going on, Danny? How you doing, brother? I'm good. You? I'm all right. Uh, I, I know you're not in the best of spirits since uh, what's uh, what's been going on with uh, the New York Mets. I knew it was only. I told you, DJ. It was only a matter of time. You, you've been sucking their dick all summer. Oh and, my God, sir! Just, what the fuck? Yeah, just like <laughs> just like all these other Mets fans out here. Oh, new owner. Oh, new. Uh, and I've been sitting here, keeping my mouth shut. And I've just been saying every week, it's only a matter of time before it falls apart. This year, it just, it took a little longer than last year. I would say, it. I mean, overall, just the way that the Mets play in their history, I think this slump, it took a while, all the way to September, you know? You know, you figure they're going into this these last couple of games, they were forty-six and twenty against teams with a less than uh, five hundred record. Now you want to start September, and now you want to start playing like shit. It was only a matter of time. Like I said, you know, I, I was not going to be the, I wasn't going to be that Met fan. Uh, oh yeah, this oh yeah, different team. Oh yeah, World Series. Oh, yeah, they look, they look good, really good throughout the whole year. You know, and they were definitely World Series favorites. But I wasn't going to be the one to sit here and and be all gung-ho about it. Yeah, I know. Oh, you, you were skeptical. Oh, yeah, oh, you're thinking like, you know, you got the same mentality, you know, as if the Wilpons are still here. Well, with or without the Wilpons, this still seems like the same old Mets. Well, I mean, we can't, we can't put all the blame on Cohen. I think he's done a fantastic job since he's stepped in as the owner. Um, and it, it always goes back to that saying, like, you know, you could fire the owner or you could sell the team, you could fire the manager, you could fire the trainer, you could fire a plethora of guys, but it all comes down to the players on the field. Yeah, executing. I can put I can put the blame on him and the, and the general manager for not doing nothing at the trade deadline. Granted, I know they don't want to trade big chips because they're trying to, you know, build the farm system, have sustainable success for the future. But really, that's the best you can fucking do was Darren Ruff and Tyler Naquin and then Michael Givens. They've well, all they've all played like shit. Naquin has had his shining moments. No, no, that's not that's not enough. That that, that doesn't cut it. Shining moments. 
No, like, I, I understand. Like that, that doesn't make sense. I, I, I fully understand what you know, you're like, saying. I, I, I seen a, tw- uh, a tweet last night where someone had posted uh, Darren Ruff's stats. He was hitting like less than 200, no extra base hits. You know, and I'm, and I'm looking at the stats and I'm like, yo, you, you guys would have been better off with just sticking with Dominic Smith. You know, I, I blame the players and I blame ownership and the general manager for not doing enough at the trade deadline. I don't want it. Like, I get it. You know, we're not trying to trade all our chips because we're trying to have sustainable success. But that's really, that's the best you could have done. Like, come on now, get the fuck out of my face. I mean, I think the only then, player I'm, that's really done something for the you for the Mets from the trade deadline is fucking Vogelbach. Not even. Yeah, at, he, at least he's doing something. No, he's not. What? Getting walked. That's it. He's not hitting for any power. He's not hitting for any extra base hits. Him and Naquin had that first week or two yeah. where they were where they were hot. Mm-hmm. Now nothing. So. You 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 bought you you traded for them to have better DH production, and you're not getting it. So what the fuck? Well, before we dive into the standings, like I told you, like I said, after it happened, they're gonna fall flat on their fucking face. I hope they don't win the division, and I hope they fall flat on their face and not even make the playoffs. Now, yes, they're still gonna make the playoffs. They're still gonna be a 90 win team, but I'm, I don't. That's dude. That's not good enough for me. It's really not. I understand the, expect- playing, the expectations were set very high this year. It's just it's it's just unacceptable. It really is. And honestly, they, I get it. There's still like 20 games to go, but dude, they're gonna be a wild card team. They're not gonna win this division. They're gonna continue to play like shit. Atlanta's gonna Atlanta's gonna gain you know gain their ground. They're gonna put some space between us and them. And that's just what it's going to be. And then they're going to go into the wild card series, and I wouldn't be surprised if Philly beat them. Well, or San Diego. If it's one team that can beat them, it is San Diego or Philly. Philly's been, Philly's been very hot. Whoever it is, they can't score. So whether they have the Grom pitching or whether Scherzer's pitching, if he's healthy, if they can't score, they're not going to win. Yeah. Plain and simple. Well, I mean, you'll, you'll probably kill me for what I'm going to say. But... I think I said it to you a couple weeks ago when, when when the lead was like three and a half for the Mets. I said the goal is to just keep them within three and a half. Right? So, you know, point to what you're saying. The time is now. You know what I mean? All right, you had a little slump. I'm just saying, you know, speculating or speculating looking at the team. Shitty run right now. Just hold it together for that last series. Just so you like, it's it's almost like you just look. Make it to this point, so at least we have this shot. You you really think if if they're two and a half games out heading into that final series, you really think they have a chance to beat Atlanta? Dude, they can't score any runs. They I, lost two out of three to the Nationals. Yeah, they they uh they got blown out in that one game in Pittsburgh. Yeah, they won the other two. What do you fucking do? And look at how they played last night. I didn't catch the game last night. It's, 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 they're done, bro. They're done. My predictions have finally come true, and it was only, like I said, it was just a matter of time. I was waiting for this all year. And, well, now on September 10th, it's come to fruition. 
right. Congratulations, assholes. <laughs> and all you other Met fans out there that have been riding high, like, oh, yeah, this is the team to beat. Oh, yeah, new owner. Oh, yeah, new field. Oh, yeah. Yeah? I still think the, fu- the future right. looks bright for them. And, and it, you know, playoffs are just a weird atmosphere. You know, almost every year we see a team, i.e. an example, last year, Atlanta. Caught fire at the end of the season, slipped into the wild card, and then blew everybody up. Yeah, so, but the, 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 I, the I, Mets I what are you're not saying. capable of, of doing that. Well, also, also to my point, though, Danny, as I understand, you know, you're like, all right, you can't lose to Washington. You can't, you know, you, you, you can't lose one to the Marlins. You can't lose one to Pittsburgh. The reason why I think they can beat Atlanta is because I've noticed this season when the Mets play those tough teams, they do step up. So that's all we can hope for is for them to step up. I doubt it. No, I understand what you're saying, but I doubt it. All right, you want to hit us with the NL standings? So the Cardinals are in first in the NL Central. They're 81 and 58. They have an eight-game lead over the Brewers. They're 73 and 66. The Cubs are 58 and 80. The Reds are 56 and 80, and the Pirates are 51 and 86. Finally, the Mets have been knocked out of their temporary first place fantasy world. The Braves are <laughs> the Braves are finally back in first. 87 and 51, they have a half game lead over the Mets. Hey, Danny, it only took them 138 games. <laughs> like I said, it was only a matter of time. Whether it was last month, whether it was this month, whether it was before the All, it, it was only like I said, it was only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. The Mets, they're 87 and 52. The Phillies, they're 76 and 62. Marlins, 57 and 80. And the Nationals are 49 and 90. The Dodgers, they're in first. They're 94 and 43. They have an 18 game lead over the Padres. They're 77 and 62. The Diamondbacks, they're 65 and 72. The Giants, they're 65 and 73. And the Rockies, they're 60 and 79. You know what's funny? The Giants have quietly sucked this year. Compared to how they played last year? Yeah, or even the first half of this year, you know? it It's like, because you just said the standings. I'm like, wait a minute, you guys dropped below Arizona? What the fuck? Are, what? Yeah. And I was talking to my cousin last night, and he's like, Yo, I like when teams that are not supposed to play good play good. I'm like, who? He's like the Diamondbacks. They look good. I'm like, yeah, they look good for what? Nothing. Yeah, they're playing better now, but like, they're still a shitty team. Yeah, you're 65 and 72. Granted, you're keeping the margin for, uh, for a 500 record pretty close. I'll give you props for that. But it's, I don't know, like, you know, looking at the Cubs, there's no reason to watch the Cubs, even if they're playing great ball. The season, we, we talked about this months ago. The season for for these teams was over months ago. Yeah. Um, I still have hope for the Brewers, but I I think they're done, man. I think they're done. They are. Their only shot is to catch you know, San Diego, and they're down four and a half games. That's not gonna happen. Four and a half games in twenty games. They the only way I could see it happening is if if fucking San Diego implodes. Yeah. And but... and they're on fire right now. They're seven out of their last ten. Right. And the Brewers are four and six. So uh I mean big props to the Cardinals. 
I mean, that was it since the All Star break. They they just absolutely were like, nope, not having it. And they they've taken off now. They look like a scary team in the playoffs, especially if you know Mr. Fucking Pujols keeps cranking them out of the fucking yard. They do. They definitely look like a uh, legit threat right now, for sure. Yeah. Um. I mean, we touched on the Braves and the Mets. Uh. I, hmm. Got to tip your cap to Atlanta. We can't. We. You know. I know you're a Met fan. I'm not high on the on the Atlanta. I just wanted them to win one last year because it's been so long. But there's no quitting that fucking team, man. They just don't care. Eleven game lead? I don't give a shit. You know, it's like the Mets are really, literally just a one dimensional team. You know, they're, they 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 don't have for no power. You know, they they're they they they're a singles hitting team. It, 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 you know what it feels like for the Mets? It feels like Murphy's Law. Whatever can happen, will happen. And it's it, there's no gray area to them. It's either they're firing on all cylinders or they or can barely manifest a run. Yeah. And that, that can't, it can't be like that. That's not a championship caliber team. You know, as much as I like Lindor, he's way too inconsistent. Yes, he's, he's had a great year, mm-hmm. you know, as far as, you know, shortstops go, but... Too inconsistent. You f- bases loaded last night, one out, down by a run. You fucking ground out into an inning-ending double play. Like suck my dick, motherfucker. At that point, you like, were better off just you. bunting. And I know you, you know, I know you're not crazy about bunts, but at that point, it's this is what kind of it gets me aggravated about managers in baseball. You know, people aren't hitting. You're kind of cold. People aren't going to expect you to do something. Of that nature. No, but I, I doubt a walk is going to... A, a bunt is going to wake somebody up and get them to all of a, all of a sudden start hitting I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say one individual. I think it would just spark the team a little bit. I doubt that. It, that's just my perspective. You know, it's like, look, if, if A, B, and C isn't working, then let me go all out, balls to the wall, and just try something to get a spark on this team to get a response. You know? Yeah. And, and baseball is one of those one of those true sports where it's one play can change an entire season for a team or a series. You know, it can go a long way. All right, so I'll give you the American League standings. The Yankees holding on as tight as a baby, eighty three and fifty six. They are up right now eight to one on the Rays. The Rays are seventy eight and fifty eight, three and a half games behind. The Blue Jays seventy seven sixty five games behind. The Orioles seventy three and sixty five, man. I'm going to just keep giving you guys a round of applause. Uh, Boston Red Sox. I mean, positive note for the Yankees. They suck worse than anything. 67 and 72. That's like one of the first times I've actually... Not not the first time, but it's been a while since I've seen them with a negative record like that. Nobody really expects that from Boston. Ever. All right. Then we have the AO Central. The Cleveland Indians. 71 and 65. They're holding a one and a half game lead against the surging fucking White Sox, bro. We keep keep putting a nail in a fucking coffin and they keep fucking pushing it out. Fuck you. No. It's not over yet. God damn it. I mean, there's there's six and a half back for the last wild card spot. Even yeah, but as they're only playing, it, it's not happening. They're only a game and a half behind Cleveland. Yeah. Um, the Twins, they, you know, a little rough patch for them. Three and seven. They fall to third place, 69 and 68. 
the Royals 56 and 83 irrelevant. The Detroit Tigers 53 and 85 irrelevant. The Houston Astros 89 and 49. That came they just keep chugging. The Seattle Mariners 77 and 61. The Angels 60 and 78. The Rangers 59 and 78 and the Athletics 50 and 89. So the way the playoffs are looking for the American League, it would be Houston number 1, Yankees number 2, uh, Cleveland number three, Rays number four, Blue Jays number five, and the Mariners at six. Yep. Well, Yankees win today. They go back to four and a half. The Rays win tomorrow. It's back down to three and a half games, and the Yankees still have a tough schedule ahead. There's there's no picnic. Right. So the collapse can still happen. I I I still foresee it happening. You know. Yeah, the Yankees won that five games in a row, and then what? They go right back to slumping again. And 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 for God, somebody get fucking Aaron Judge a fucking backpack or a back brace, cause I, I ain't never seen one individual in baseball carry a motherfucking team like that, and they just can't do shit. Dude, the other night when fucking Isaiah Kanafalafa hit a grand slam, you seen it on Judge's face. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I don't have to do anything. Cause it, I mean. It, it's got to be frustrating, and and I I, I can't stand his interviews because it's the same fucking answers from him all the time. It's a clubhouse. People got you know, got it all. Get it together, dude. You're supposed to be the leader. I'm sorry if you do it on the media or not. I'd have been like, look, we just fucking suck. <laughs> I mean, there's no right. there's no way around it. You know, and call a spade a spade. Yeah, and and I mean, I've been calling it for for Cashman's heads for years. I'm sorry. Even if they don't win, if they don't win the World Series, everybody's getting fired. Everybody's getting fired. And, and uh, this brings me to my first point about Aaron Boone and the Yankees. If George Steinbrenner was still alive, how many how many managers do you think they would have went through this season? <laughs> well, I mean, it's really it's it's a high probability Boone would have been fired. I think he would have been fired. I think he would have been fired a couple weeks ago. You know, George would have gave him a little bit of a leash because of that, you know, that that gap of, uh, you know, the 11.5 or 15.5 game lead they had. Right. But I think once that lead, you know, clipped five games, he, he was clipping, boom. And can you, for the life of me, answer this fucking question? Why in the fuck is your best hitter hitting first or second? Because there's nobody else in the lineup hitting. I, I, but moving him, it doesn't help anybody else. <laughs> Danny, if you're starting pitcher, you're like, all right, I gotta get through that guy. I'll walk him, and then I'll just get through the rest. Right. I mean, and that's what I don't understand is, there's no way if I'm pitching to him, you're a fuck you. Take the base, go over there, go over there. No, fuck you. You ain't doing it to me. You ain't putting me on Sports Center number fifty-seven. <laughs> uh, now we thought it was gonna be the Blue Jays originally, but the Rays, man. I mean, the Rays have always had the the Yankees number for the past ten years, and I don't know. The Rays are just scary fucking good right now. Nine and one in the last ten games. They are. I mean, the Blue Jays. I don't know. I think I think it's like, it's like the Blue Jays are waiting for lightning in a fucking bottle. You know, it's as like, long as they as long as they keep playing the way that they're playing, I think they'll be fine. No, that's that's what I'm saying. But it's like 
they both, at a time when the Yankees were playing the worst, had a chance to play good enough baseball to, to at least, you know, jump on them. Now, the Rays right. have done it as late, but the Blue Jays, it's like they're just, like I said, they're waiting for lightning in a bottle. Like, you know, you guys got to get to it. You're not going to just coast into the playoffs and everything's going to go your fucking way. That, that's just not, that's not the way it goes. I mean, the Rays are playing over, I think they're playing, they're definitely playing over 500 baseball. So, I mean, you really can't get too much better. I mean, you can't play perfect baseball. I mean, you know, so they're, they're, they're doing what they, they're doing what they're supposed to do. Granted, they're losing today, but they're well, doing what they're supposed to do. Well, I mean, like, like, you know, to, to go back to the Mets also, it's like that. You can't win every series. No, but, I mean... But to your point, Washington, Pittsburgh, and the Marlins, we shouldn't even be losing a game. I mean, if you ask me, I mean, unfortunately, you know, my brother, he's taking me to, to the game Thursday night. But, honestly... I'm probably not going to watch a game for the rest of the month. Who who are they playing Thursday night? They're playing Pittsburgh. All right. Well, at least you get to see O'Neill Cruz. Yeah. 6'7", 220 pounds playing fucking shortstop. Yeah. But like I said, I'm probably not going to watch a game for the rest of this year for them. Even I was even thinking, like, even a playoff game, it's like, for what? To, 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 see, them, to see them not hit? I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not watching this anymore. It's, it's hit that point of disgust, and it's. I, I I get it. I understand. You know, especially because you're a meth fan. I, I don't think if you were a meth fan, I, I think you. I, I think you'd be critical, but you wouldn't be so hypercritical of them. You know, I think you would still have the same doubts that you do, as in like, all right, when when's the fallout coming? Because it, it it comes for the Mets every year. We we see it in every fashion for them every year. Now, granted, I thought this would be their fucking year where it's not going to happen. Now, they're slowly telling me to go fuck myself, which I do not appreciate. I told you it would happen. <laughs> and you did. And, you know, it, when, when you text me, and when, you know, when we're offline, and you're like, you know, fucking Miami, fucking six to three. Are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, all right, relax. It's just one game. It's just dude, one game. I, I, dude, I, I, I started watching that game. I, they, they went down two nothing in the first. I shut the game off immediately. I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not. All right. So, so barring the East of, you know, the Blue Jays, Rays, and Yankees, we know they're in. Uh, I'm still hope. I'm still hoping for. Baltimore to get in, but I, I think they're just gonna miss it, which yeah. is gonna suck. Because they've they've been have they've been playing really good the second half of this season. They've been really fun to watch. I mean, I've watched a couple of games. They, it, it's a fun team to watch. They're young, and, and, and they want to win. They want to compete. Yeah. And you can't ask much more from your team than that. You know, especially where they're at. You know, they trade Trey Mancini to get rid of pieces, and and they're still pushing pushing along. Yeah. All right. So you think? Do you think the White Sox are gonna catch Cleveland? It's possible. I, I think it's gonna happen. I mean, I mean, they're eight and two in their last ten, and Cleveland's four and six. It's definitely possible. Like you said, it's only a game and a half. So. All right. Well, they play. Let's take a look. Their schedule's looking like. All right. So they got the white. Uh, they got the Oakland Athletics. Today at 4.07 and tomorrow at 
Uh, that's that's two games they should win. Then they play the Rockies for a two-game set. They could definitely win that. And here's the big one. Oh, no, Thursday the 15th against Cleveland, they have one game. Then they play Detroit for three games. Then they play Cleveland again for three games. So four games against Cleveland in this in this final month. And then three games against the Tigers. And then they end uh, three games against the Twins. And then they end the season against the Padres. Hmm. I mean, I think they're set up to do it. Yeah. I mean, barring the last two weeks of the season, if they lose to the Twins and the Padres, they should be in the driver's seat for that division, especially if they beat Cleveland three out of three out of four games in this month. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to continue to be like a flip-flop back and forth. You know, it's like you're just going to see them keep flipping from first to second. First first. and second, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know... So what we were saying a month ago, a couple weeks back, looking like they were done. Yeah. Now, Especially for being the most hurt team in the league this year. Almost every player on their fucking lineup has gotten hurt. I think besides two bones in the body, every player on that team has had something wrong with them besides for like two places. You're right. Uh, what, what, could, what could we say about Houston? That's another, you know, you just tip your cap. Yeah, they're, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Mariners, I, I'm really excited about them. It was an okay game last night. They did fight with Atlanta, but I, Atlanta's just locked in right now. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised to see Atlanta make it back to the World Series. And I'm yeah. telling you right now, by the time the Mets play Atlanta that last weekend series, the Mets are going to be at least five games out. And they're going to, that division's going to be clinched before they even get into Atlanta. Well, there is a positive to that, though. What? You can rest some of your players now at the end of the year. Oh, rest some of these guys regardless. Dude, they can't fucking hit. So what does it matter? In a 162-game in a season, I think it matters. It's got to matter for something. Especially, yeah, right. like like you said, they're not going to win the division, but they're still going to make the playoffs. So the, cool. the rest still means something. I'm not, Honestly, I, I'm just... My prediction has come true so, so far now, and now it's like, I really don't even give a shit. It's like, and I'm not even mad about it, because I've seen it coming. Yeah, I was hoping it wouldn't come. So, But I, in the back of my mind, Danny, I have, I have this thought, though. Remember how we always talk about, like, you know, uh, droughts and, and, and slumps? You'd rather have it in the, in the regular season than in the playoffs. No matter where you are in, in the standings for the playoffs, you'd rather get it out of your system when you can. Now, unfortunate timing, 100%. This is, you guys could have did that two months ago and then, you know, been on fire, you know, at this time. You know, but as, uh, as uh, Jim Carrey would say, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Indeed it does. Indeed, it fucking does. <laughs> hey, I still think it's going to be a great, you know, final month to the season. I think, you know, we're going to see some some things happen. You know, it, if you're a baseball fan, it's still fun to look forward to what's going to, you know, the playoffs, what's going to happen. See, like, my thing is, like, you really should have went all out. And I, I know the Angels were like, yeah, we're, we'll trade Otani. Oh, now we don't want to trade him. You should have just went all out. 
You know, this guy, you're, you know, Steve Cohen, he's willing to spend the money. He's willing to go over $300 million as far as the salary cap. Trade some of these prospects, bro. You haven't, dude, you, you haven't brought anybody else up except for Brett Beatty, whatever his name is. No, you got it right, Beatty. Trade them. Dude, you're going to have a draft next year. You can draft, draft more him. players next year. You can draft again the year after that. You can draft again the year after that. So I mean, so like, now you're you're open now to trade uh, Alvarez. I was open to trading Alvarez at the deadline if it meant getting Otani. Yes. Oh yeah, I, I do remember that. I do remember. That. I, but yeah, I remember you were saying like to to the effect of like if it's for Otani, I'm I'm all for it. But if it's not for Otani, I don't want to get rid of him. Or even even if it was for Soto, I would have been for it. But any any anybody any anybody else other than those two? No, definitely not. But I I mean to be honest, I don't think Washington was training Soto to the Mets. They were yes. definitely not trading him in in division. And I agree, and and I understand that. But in general, it's like trade some of these prospects, bro. Well, Look, all right. So barring how they finish this year, you would like to see in this offseason the Mets start making moves, get rid of these prospects, get some solid guys in here. Let's not have. What's happening to us this year happen next year? Yeah, you know, like like actual bring in some actual ball players. I mean, look, granted, Ken has been nice. He's had his moments, but the minute they signed him, I'm like, I'm like, really, Mark Canna? Like, really, Kanye, my boy? Really? <laughs> like, Eduardo Escobar at first was was a decent sign. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I've heard of him. And his he, versatility. He, he, he's had good years. But now it's like you're looking at the season that he's had. You know, yes, Ken has had a nice year, but it's like, really? Now, now my real now, like when I when I seen them make these additions in the uh, in the off season, looking at these guys like, really, Canna, Escobar, like, like, like what? Well, the Starling Marte deal was a great deal in the off season. Yes, you know, and the Scherzer deal. Was a good deal, even though you didn't like it at first. No, even though he's been banged up, it has worked out for the most part. But I mean, that that, that that's it. Like, like I, I like Squirrel, but Squirrel can go. You know, I'm yes, I'm I'm, I'm I, I like McNeil. Yes, I like Brandon Nimmo. But do I think these guys are are Answers are, are part of the, the future. No. I, th I think Nimmo is probably the only one that could be a part of it. Just because of his effort. And the way he plays the outfield. Yeah. Because he's the only person on that lineup I see every night and every day that he plays. Doesn't matter if he grounds it or not. He is running full speed out of the box. So, I mean, yeah. for me, I love effort. And and if, if you know, he's been in your system... It's it's almost like uh, you got a soft spot for him as an organization. I I, I would if you know being a Met fan, you right. know, you're the only one out here and you don't hit the best. That's okay, but you're a good leadoff hitter. You have speed and you play the outfield great. So I mean, I think he should stay. Uh, so him, Starling, Lindor, Pete, uh, Nito, maybe. I mean, he, he's a good defensive catcher, but, you know, I, and I get it. You know, you, you need uh, more production at a catcher. Yeah. 
So in a sense, yes, that's where Alvarez would, would come into play. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you got to do something else has to be done. Like, honestly, I'm all for finding a, finding a way to trade Escobar, finding a way to trade Mark Canna, you know, and, and, and bring some and bring other guys in. See, I, I mean, honestly, it could happen at the end of the year. See if see if you can um, make a tri- um, go out there and sign Xander Bogarts. Honestly, Xander Bogarts and Francisco Lindor up the middle, uh, I would love that. Mm-hmm. You know, and then honestly, go make a trade for fucking Otani, bro. Stop fucking playing games. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I could think I could see that happening. You know, I guess what the Angels were doing is they were throwing it out there. Seeing what they can get, see what they can reel in, you know, see what, what the, the buzz was going around for Otani. They didn't like it, so they pulled it. But now we know in the offseason, everything's laid out on paper. You know, the, the plan of attack for next year is, is starting to move in place. So I think it, it's going to be more logical for the Angels to trade him in the offseason, which I think they will. And I do think, oh my lord, that's a fucking bomb. Uh, I do think you guys could make a good package for for the Angels. Right. All right, so we give Otani, and we don't have to pay him that much. We get Kanye, uh, Kanye, Luis Guillermo, and Squirrel. And the Mets get Otani and a, and a left fielder. I don't think they're going to take... Um... Guillermo and McNeil in a deal. It's gonna take. It's gonna be a lot more. Oh, and Kanye. Maybe throw in Naquin in there as well. Like you know, four or five players. You. It's almost like you gotta. It's almost like you gotta force. You know the Angels to make that move. You know. Holy shit! He fucking hit a home run. <laughs> Let's see. Um. Yankees up. Ten nothing. The ten three. I apologize. You know, so I'm trying. I'm trying to see if I can get a list of the potential free agents that are are going to be there next year for the Mets. Just in just in general, who's going to be out there? Mm. Um. Honestly, it looks like it might be a very, very bleak offseason. I mean, as far as who's really going to be out there, it doesn't really look like there's uh, really going to be any high-profile free agents. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some shortstops. Yeah, but the Mets are fine at shortstop. You're going to have Lindor for a long time. No, but... You know, you can transition one of the guys that's going to be available on the market. You can have one of them play first base. I mean, uh, second base. Or do you think you think Bogarts would be opposed to playing third? I, I think, mean, A Rod did it for Jeter and the Yankees. No, but I think he'd be. I think he'd be better off uh, fit fit for second, and then if anything, trade Escobar or just make him a bench player. And then um, move McNeil over to third, at least for the time being. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess in off-season moves, there, there, there could be something done. As you said, it looks bleak. But baseball always looks bleak like that until about a month into the off-season, and then everything just starts jumping off. Or, no, uh, excuse me, after the winter meetings. That's when shit starts, the, the, the ball starts rolling. Uh, when is Luis Guillermo projected to come back? I don't know, another, probably by the end of this week. All right. So that's that's a, I think he's rehabbing right now. All right, good. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, you know, the the wheels are turning in my head as in like <clears throat> what the lineup's going to look like at the end of September when everybody's essentially healthy. You know, Starling's back, Guillermo's back, you know. Right. Because, um, I mean, Guillermo was a fire stick for that team. Yeah, but, you know, as his bat's not good enough, bro. I mean, yeah, you got to, yeah, you play very good. They play very good defense. But a lot of these guys, they don't, they're not hitting. Nito, great glove behind the plate, can't hit for shit. Guillermo, he has his moments, but he can't hit for shit. Escobar has his moments. McNeil has his moments. Oh, and I know you were getting on fucking Lindor, which you have every right to. But where the fuck has Pete Alonso went? Where the fuck's he been? There's a polar bear on a fucking beach. Yeah, but you also can't just rely on one guy. I mean, he's, no, not, he's not Aaron Judge, so. No, I, I understand it, but it's, it's, he's, he's, he pulled the Jason fucking Tatum so far. Where he go? Hey, where's Pete? Anybody seen Pete? Pete who? Pete Alonzo, the polar bear. Oh, I ain't seen that boy around here in a couple years. He went yeah, he, he, he went yeah. south for the winter. <laughs> I mean, he hit a home run last night, but, you know. Yeah, but see, when you lose, your greatness or great things you do get erased. Like my father always says, and you, 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 you fucking you hit the nail on the head the other day when we were talking about it. Nobody remembers second place. Nope. So. <laughs> Nobody remembers second place. Everybody always remembers first and last place. Mm-hmm. Usually. Usually. All righty. Uh, all right, so I'll just I'll, we'll, we'll move on to the news for the MLB, I guess. Uh, yeah, so, um, they have new rules changing for next year. Um, I'm not going to get into those because that's a part of my hate it or love it. So, okay. I'm going to save the meat of that for when we get to that topic. All right, I got you. All right, so um, now the MLB is voluntarily going to recognize a minor league union. Um, why wasn't there a union years ago? I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're all part of the, the same thing. They're all major league players in, in a sense. Yeah. Granted, they're not on a major league roster, but they're still a part of the same whole MLB organization as a whole, so they should be protected under the same stuff that major league players are protected under. Granted, I, they're not getting paid as much, but they should still be treated just as equal. Yeah, and... and- with all the all the shit that came out this fucking this year about how minor leaguers were treated, shitty pieces, shit hotels, you know, it it it, it blew my mind, it, it, you know, and and it 
I guess, in a way, they should be happy. They've made progress. They're about to get their own union. They're, you know, they're trying to get paid a little bit more. They wanted housing. They got better housing, you know, just better treatment. But this is way too fucking long. Baseball's been out for how long? How long has the minor league system been been a part of baseball? Probably more than half of it. I'd probably say since maybe maybe the 70s, six, well, maybe at least the 70s, something like that, maybe the 60s. I'm not really sure. I'd have to look into that. I'm looking at it right now. doesn't help. It's saying 1901. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely possible. All right. So, I mean, if so, you know, fact check us on that, but at least, all right, so we'll say it's from the 70s, right? That's it. All right, we'll say the 70s. That's still over 50 years. It took, a, it took you that long? Like, that's bad, man. And yeah. I, I'm kind of ashamed at baseball for that. It's like you guys have been the longest-lasting sport in American history so far, and you guys have no idea how to treat your players. Nope. Have, did you, have you heard? Have you heard of a practice squad player in the NFL or a G League player being treated in this fashion? Not to my knowledge. Have you even heard about college athletes being treated like this? Shit, college athletes are starting to get paid now. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I'm a minor leaguer, it's it and, and and if if the union does its job correctly, I'm going after the league. I'm yeah. going after them. Alright, so another news veteran pitcher, Edwin Jackson, announced his retirement. The only reason why this is relevant is uh he played for a record fourteen teams. So that means he be hit you know, he's like Ryan Fitzpatrick of baseball. Yeah. <laughs> and he's I mean, he's had little shining moments, or where he's, you know, he's pitched okay, but he's never really, he never really got it together. I he mean, was, when you play fucking fourteen years, you had to be doing something right to a he, degree. He was, he was a journeyman. Alrighty. Um. I guess you want to jump into the hated or love it. Yeah. I was just looking at the the list of the top twenty five players that have op, that have player options after this year. Any doozies? Um, Judge. We already know Degrom. Uh, Trey Turner. Would I wouldn't mind seeing the Mets go after him or Bogart? Doesn't he play second base too? Second short. I just love um, the way he slides, man. Yeah, that's a smooth ass, as like you know. And then the way he just gets up and it's yo, so and it's just so. It's like it's it's one motion, man. Like right. And 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 the eyes on his face when he like he looks at everybody after he does it. He's like, I does this. This yeah. is this is what I do. I, I steal. <laughs> you know what I mean, uh, Nolan Arenado. I mean, he has a thirty-five million dollar player option going into next year. I mean, it's unlikely he 
opts out of his contract with the Cardinals. Unless his agent says, you know, we can get something more and somewhere honestly, else. If he if he opts out, he can definitely get more money. A hundred percent. He definitely can. And, and Nolan Arnado on, on fucking Mets. That that would be a nice addition. That's I mean, a yeet. Granted he's thirty one, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to giving him a four or five year deal. But, but for baseball years, that's he's still his prime. Mm, I, mm. Or he, all right. He's still in his prime, but it's in the years to come. It's going to start to go down. Yeah, but you know, when is that going to start? You know, so I, I usually that starts around thirty-four, thirty-five. Um, he's been able to depending stay on the caliber of player, though. And he's been able to stay healthy so far. So I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, that's scary if he's on the Mets. That's fucking scary. Carlos Correa, yeah. Um, and then Dansby Swanson, but Atlanta's not going to let him go. Uh, yeah, they, they've been locking up all their players through the fucking, through the season already. They've been signing guys. Yeah. And then, it, and then it, there's other guys there, but it takes, it's a big drop off after those guys, so... But whatever. No, I don't even say that. You'll you'll fucking hate me if I say that. What? I popped in my head a player that you guys can have on the Mets. I was like, you know, I think Atlanta will part ways with Azuna if you want another left fielder. No. <laughs> you look like his mugshot right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, you want to lead us off with the hater to love it? Sure. Uh, hate it or love it, the NBA should expand to 100 games. The season starts on October 19th. You know, why not start a month, uh, about a month earlier? I mean, it doesn't hurt. It's, it's only 18, 18 games. You know. But that's, I mean, that's another 18 games of wear and tear on the body. Because essentially, if you're like, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, but you, you can expand the rosters then. Yeah, but like, think about it. I, I, I hate to bring them up. But think about it from LeBron's perspective, where he went seven years in a row to the finals, right? Right. In a sense, he was playing 100 games a year for seven years. That's a lot of wear and tear on your body, especially if you're if you're a competing team year in and year out, where you're going to you know your division's championship or possibly you know the fucking the finals every off on a year or whatever it so may be. Right. So it's a, it's a hundred fucking games. Like, I love it because it's more basketball. It's only 18 more games, but I think from a player's perspective, I think they'll lose their shit. They'll fucking flip lid. Why? You know, you expand rosters, you know, you, you, you expand the bench. Yeah, you, but then then it's then it's also, I, I want more money then. Okay, well, it's a, it's a, it's a multi-billion dollar league. All right. I love it. I'm just saying from, from an, a point of view where somebody would be like, eh, or from the player's aspect. They'd be like, all right, if you, I'll do the 18 more games, but you're going to have to break more bread. Right. And especially the teams are going to have to spend more. Like if you're saying an example where they're expanding the rosters and then maybe they're expanding the G League's rosters just for depth, you know what I mean? Because then that's requiring more money than pay. Yeah. All right. Hate it or love it, Danny. Darnell Henderson will be the number one back for the rest of the season for the Rams. Um, after what we've seen Thursday night, I think I, he looked good. 
I, I love it. But then again, it's also a small sample size. Yeah, but against a good stout defense, you know, Buffalo did increase, you know, double down on their D line. So, but he had some nice runs. I think against, you know, le lesser competition, I think he. I'll just, I'll pull it right now just for the sake of it. He, you know, like you said, against lesser competition, he should be. Uh... He should roll. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he uh, twenty four points in our league. Right. Rushing attempts, he rushed uh thirteen times, so we got thirteen times for rushing the ball. He got forty yards, right? And then he had every ten receiving yards. He had twenty twenty yards receiving and five receptions. If he if that's solid production. Yeah. Definitely is. And they definitely are gonna need that for sure. Yeah, they are. And especially the way they fucking played. That's way. Let's save that for tomorrow. Let's save that for tomorrow. Almost got ahead of myself. I was getting excited. Go ahead, Danny. It's on to you. All right. Uh, hate it or love it. UFC should be an Olympic sport. A hundred percent, it should be, without a doubt. Without a doubt. If 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 judo and jujitsu is in the Olympics, how come MMA isn't? Yeah. If boxing was at one point, or still is. It's still, it still is. Why not UFC? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't understand that. Because honestly, then I'd watch the Olympics. That'd be fucking fire to watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that that would definitely, uh, you would you would see um, more fighters. You know, you, you it would it would shine the light on more guys and. Yeah, you know, probably guys you never heard of before. Because then that kind of like takes away from the 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 UFC, where it's like. You know they're not getting paid; they're going to compete for their country, and it's now it's a different ranking system. You're going to see completely different guys coming out of the woodwork to compete because it's it's not about a contract. It's just that I got to qualify to compete because I'm trying to win a gold medal. Exactly. So then it's like that. I think that would stick a thorn right in fucking Dana's uh, Dana's side. I think he'd be pissed. He'd be like, "Fuck." And then you got to figure those regular fights that are three rounds and three minutes apiece, they're three rounds and five minutes apiece now. Wait, you said three-minute rounds? Yeah, you know, uh, the, uh, the UFC round is what, three minutes for a regular five, fight? Five minutes. Is it? Yeah. I thought, I thought that was only the championship no, fight. No, the championship is five minutes, five rounds. Okay. Re regular fights is five minutes, three rounds. So then you would just keep it at that then? Yeah, exactly. You know, I I love it. That'd be fucking awesome. That'd be right? fucking really cool. I mean, if they just added breakdancing, why in the fuck? They really <laughs> you know what just mean? added breakdancing? Yeah, breakdancing is an Olympic sport now. I mean, you can't say it isn't. Them motherfuckers be wowing. You ever watch one of them breakdancing videos? No. That kid's go nuts. Uh, not my cup of tea. All right, hate it or love it, Danny. Odell Beckham Jr. will sign with the Buffalo Bills after what transpired Thursday. Mm, I hate it. Why? I don't think they, I don't think they need him. Uh, Gabriel Davis looked all right, and D Diggs was just out there. <laughs> you know, and they still have Jameson Crowder. You know, they have uh, what's his name, uh, Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, you know? but he made a fucking bonehead fucking play. Granted, still he's young, but I don't think they need him. I mean, I understand what we talked about a few weeks ago about 
really adding a weapon like that to to the offense, but I don't think they need him. Not at all. Well, he was he was like speculating that basically whoever won Thursday's night game he was gonna sign with. Just Od- Odell being Odell, but yeah. I think it would help them though. That's the only reason why. Fucking clown. <laughs> All right, it's on you, brother. So I know this will never happen, but I really feel like if it was done, if if it was done this way, I think it would make things super interesting, super balanced. There'd be no super teams. There'd be no, you know, anything like that. Hate it or love it. Sports teams should, adjo- should adopt a draft lottery. You mean every sports to do a draft lottery? Baseball, basketball, football, and hockey. There'd be, there'd be no more mega teams. There'd be, you know, no more, oh, well, I don't want to play here because I want to go over there and play with my best friend. No. Yeah, but that could still happen through free agency. No, there'd be no free agency. Everything is a draft lottery. So, so you're saying draft lottery and so let so let the seasons play out at, for, at this year. Okay. So then you know how they uh, like you know how for the uh, for the NFL draft or the NBA draft they have a uh, a draft order from mm-hmm. all right. Well, you guys were the worst, so now you guys have the first pick. Yeah. All right. Well. You guys have the first pick, so this is so. Then now we would implement that. You have the first pick. All of the players in the league from every team are free agents. Oh, you say so, you're, you're talking about the major reset. Yes. So and and you're gonna and you you're essentially just gonna build uh, re, re, rebuild your team. Everybody's playing on one year deals. Okay. And you have to just draft. So now you have the first pick. You were, so now, all right, for example, the Pistons, worst team in the league, let's just say. They have the first pick. Everybody's a free agent. All right. I, I understand what you're and saying. And then this way, you know, especially for baseball, the smaller market teams makes everything more balanced. No mega teams, you know. I, I, I think that'd be dope. I just think it's way too much for them to do. How? Dude, that's... Everybody's in different contracts, different pay rates. Now you're cutting everybody. And then you got to redo contracts. And then I, I, I just think it's too much. I think it's too much. Well, I'm sure... I feel like they'd be able to figure it out. You know? I think to fix baseball's problem, all they need to start doing is start trading draft picks. Then, then, then baseball, baseball will take off from there. I mean that's one thing they can definitely start doing to fix the game. Uh, that's a hundred percent. That'll fix the that'll that'll tip the scales back in smaller market teams. Yeah, definitely. You know, because if I already suck and I'm already getting the number one pick, and you telling me I could trade my number one pick this year and my second pick this year for two ones next year, okay, I'm in. And you already have a decent team like Baltimore. Say Baltimore came across the deal like that. You don't think Baltimore would do that? Dude, they're just picks. These guys don't really come up, you know, that that quick unless they're they're just all stars, right? But it still takes everybody a little bit, a little time to go up. Yeah, not everybody develops at the same rate. Yeah, 
I mean, to to your hate it or love it, I, I gotta say I hate it. I think it's just too much. I think I wish there was a way to to that's a way to do it, but it's just it's so much on the league. Well, think of it this way. All right, so you would re- you would re- you would restart it like that, and essentially, it's, okay, so say I don't know um, Devin Booker his new contract. Okay. So whoever was the worst team gets that first pick. They pick him. Yeah. Now he's still going to get paid that money, but his old team and the new team split the difference. Or so you tell or, me I got to split the difference on a lost asset? Fuck that. <laughs> There's no way a team's signing up for that. <laughs> just, as soon as you would have said that in a meeting with your board or whatever, they'd have been like, get out. Or <laughs> what you do is you reset it and you would null and void and everyone's contract would be canceled. And then, what and then you would players do is, are going to sue. No, you would do that, but you would have a new format in place for how much these guys can make within a given year. You know, like there, there would be guidelines for like, all right, well, you, you're an all star. You fit into this bracket, so this is how much you can make. You fit into this bracket. This is how much you can make. You fit into this bracket, and so on and so forth in levels. If if you were just starting the league, you know, then it makes sense to do that to get onto that right, you know, format. But the way they're all set in stone, the the only thing they could do is. Is make improvements to what they already have, cause to change it is is it's just too much legal fucking problems, and then you're gonna have people fucking going irate. This is the dumbest thing. There's just so much shit to it. Players fucking complain. I'm not going here. I fucking, you know, owners are like, oh, this is bullshit. Why am I losing my assets? Fuck them. That's their fucking problem over there. Yeah, it's it. You you talking about causing <laughs> like. <laughs> An absolute meltdown. Whatever league just turns around, like, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. So then, so then, it, it's a, it's, it would be a process. So, the the league and all the teams would start talking about it now. And, so to so get this done in like twenty years, or within the next five to ten years. Oh, that's, that's, and, that's drastic. That's drastic. That's something you got to talk about for a year, and then like, you put it in a paper, like, oh, by. You know, Roger Goodell says by, you know, 2020, uh, 20, the NFL will move to this type of uh, thing. You know, and everyone's going to read and be like, the fuck? They'll talk about it. You know, everybody fucking forgets. And then, you know, Roger Goodell is like still there, all this shit. Like, remember what I said? <laughs> all right, we're doing it. <laughs> uh, I just, I mean, I get what you're saying about, you know, all the money and everything, but I just feel like that would make everything way more balanced. I know what you're referencing too. You're referencing what you could do in Madden. When you Not, want to create your ultimate, like your own team, and you just go, you know, fantasy draft for the league, and then you get to, you know, draft, you know, your team. Every Not even player. just that, but like, you know, if you also expanded it to 100 games, if you expanded the rosters, you know, and, and things like that, you know. I think the league is looking good. Curry. Excuse me, LeBron James. A lot of older players are leaving, and it's it's a new wave of players. 
So you're not going to see the exact super team anymore. Once they go, and, and a lot of people are going to follow behind them that, are, that have been playing just as long as they have or a little bit, a little bit less. Right. They're going to follow suit. So it's literally the LeBron Curry, all that, you know, Tim Duncan era, all that shit that we had in the past is coming to an end. It's going to be a whole new wave of players. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. I mean, it should be that that, sh- that should be fun all in all just for basketball and its future. Yeah. But who's going to be the face now? That's the fucking key. Right. You know what I mean? No, I agree. Who's getting the who's getting the torch passed to him in a sense? Yep. I mean, I'll be pissed if it's LeBron James's son cuz then it's like, can you guys go the fuck away?" It's like, yeah. You know, how you feel about Tom Brady is how I would feel about fucking, you know, LeBron James. And, you know, I, I usually that never happens. Sons or, like, you know, offspring don't really amount to what their fathers do. You know, no. Or mothers, you know, in that in that sense. So, I mean, I hope he has a solid career. But I just, if they're really intending to pass in the torch to him and he's not really all that. That would be super dick riding. And then I would definitely have no intention of watching basketball. No, nah, but I think they're going to move towards, like you said, Devin Booker, somebody like that. Yeah. All right, Danny, hate it or love it. NL East will come down to the final series in October. Not at all. <laughs> I just had to sl- slide it in there. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. You think it's a wrap? Yep, they're done. They are a playoff team, but they're done. Just for... Their sake as a team, I hope that they they take back the division, right? And they win that series two games to one, and they walk away with it just to say, fuck you, Danny. Well, that'd be cool, but I still is, say that they're that, done. He's, he's, <laughs> they're, not, they're not winning the championship this uh, year. Uh, hey, crazier shit has happened, Danny. Well. They, they, they're built to do it. It's just... It's not how you start, it's how you finish. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I love your optimism, you piece of shit. <laughs> um, we'll see how it happens. Alrighty. So, just like the with the NBA, uh, hate it or love it, the NFL should expand the season to 20 games and expand the roster size because you were t- talking about them saying that they're going to cancel the preseason games and doing joint practices. Why not just expand the season? They're going to, but they're not going to do it so drastically. Like, they kind of got a pushback when they went to 17. Players were kind of pissed. Because, you know, it's like, yo, I have to play preseason games with the training camp, and then I've got to play another fucking game. And especially if I'm a playoff team, now I'm looking at 20 games. That's a lot. For football being the most physical sport, that's they have the best argument for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm out. I'm out there putting my fucking life on the line every fucking day out there. You know what I mean, so someone's gonna have to break bread, or we're gonna have to change something. So I think in the next five years, the preseason will finally be gone, and they'll probably go to about eighteen games, and they'll hold eighteen games for a little while, see what their revenue is like. If they're if they're coming up short, they're definitely then they'll make that drastic jump of two more games, and they'll expand the playoffs. Now, if they're going to do that, they definitely will have to expand rosters. I imagine them making it maybe 62, 65. 
Something like that, yeah. Something like that, especially with, uh, like, you know, a practice squad. You know? Right. I, I love it, but I, I just don't th- I don't see it happening for a little bit of a time. You know, at least within 10 years, it, it, we should be at 18 to 20 games. They're not going to do nothing funky like 19. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> yeah. think they, I think they'll just jump right to the 20. Yeah, 19 is not even. I mean, 17 is not even, but. So, yeah, but, you know, it's it It wasn't so drastic. It was just like, hey, guys, just one more. Just, just one more. You know? You know? But if you jump to 20, now you're expanding rosters. You you know, you got to pay yeah. guys a little bit more. And, well, now you're adding another bye week. Well, then the, the NFL, right at that point, has to bump everybody's cap up. Yeah. Because the cap has to be able to meet that roster. And the right. players aren't going to take a pay cut. They're, they're like, fuck that, bro. If I'm out there for 20 games, then you're going to have me run out there for at least four more games to win a Super Bowl? Right? And then my, my bonuses better go up then, too, for those yeah. games. So, and we already know the, the, the owners are fucking, you know, penny pinchers, so. Yeah. Good luck with fucking that. You know, Roger Goodell will find his fucking way, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hate it or love it, Danny. MLB should move to a automatic sh- strike zone. I disagree. I hate it. With the assistance of an umpire. Yeah. You know, like, for example, like, you know how when you're watching the game and they show you the the pitch track uh-huh. and they show you that the ball is, like, like right on the borderline and it's, like, half in the zone, half out the zone? Mm-hmm. There's There has to be, like, a computer calculation that determines, okay, it's 51% outside the zone, 49% inside the zone. Mm-hmm. So that 2% automatically makes it a ball. Yeah. But, like, you know, if Google has these glasses that they, they I mean, I, they're fucking expensive as shit, but they're glasses that can run your phone and shit like that. Really? So Yeah. So I I don't, I mean, it's, it's up to the MLB, but I would think, you know, they would have all the umpires sit down and input their strike zone, right? Right? And then... They put the glasses on with the fucking mask, and then, like you said, the ball's hitting outside of the zone or inside the zone. Right. I don't think it'll happen for a while, but, you know, the way they're fucking making changes right now, it's it's crazy. I think it's only a matter of time, honestly. Yeah. But I'm not even opposed to, like, the home plate umpire calling it, right? And then, you know, the, you know they're probably going to move to this. You probably get one pitch challenge. Right. Mm. So where they they'll review the tape and then somebody will you know call into them and be like, yeah, guys, that was that was a fucking ball. Yeah, you know, like be able to art like you know be able to argue stuff like that because I mean I know there's things in baseball that you can't argue or you can't challenge. You know, if that's going to be the case and they're going to make more rules and changes, you know, at least let me be able to argue and argue and and challenge whatever I want. You yeah. know, like. You know, unless it's the ninth inning and, you know, like with football, if it's the fourth quarter, after two minutes, it's booth review. You know? Yeah. That stuff I'd understand. Yeah, I, I'd understand it. Like, if they implemented it for the playoffs, just to try it, you know, you get a one-pitch challenge. I th- right. I, you know, I think, I, think it would come, I think it would add a little bit more suspense and then... You know, you're actually gonna get the right result instead of people arguing for months on on. It was a fucking ball. <laughs> yeah. 
like that uh like that pitch in the dirt when uh uh with AJ Pierzynski. Mm-hmm. You know, plays like that and stuff. So Alrighty, so I'm gonna run through it real quick, but hate it or love it, the MLB rule changes for twenty twenty three. So this is what we have. A 30-second timer between batters, a 15-second timer with bases empty, a 20-second timer with runners on base, shortens the games by about 26 minutes, limits the throws to first, and increases stolen base attempts. Okay. Um, pitchers must begin their motion before the timer expires. If the pitcher violates that, then it's an automatic ball. If the batter violates it, it's an automatic strike. The batter must be in the box and alert by the eight-second mark will be charged a strike. With the runners on base, the timer resets if a pitcher attempts a pickoff or steps off the rubber. Pitchers are limited to two pickoffs or step-offs per plate appearance. This resets if the runner or runners advance during the plate appearance. If a third pickoff attempt is made, the runner automatically advances if the attempt wasn't successful. What? Yeah. Wow, they're getting busy. Yeah, and how many times is that going to be successful? Oh, I don't know, man. They're definitely going to be stealing a lot more. Yeah. They're like telling everybody, like, you better steal, motherfucker. Right. I'm excited for that. That's the only aspect that I'm, I'm really excited about. Uh, mound visits, injury timeouts, and offensive team timeouts don't count as a disengagement. If a team if a team uses all five mound visits prior to the ninth inning, the team will be allowed one more for the ninth. Umpires may provide more time if warranted. Example, if a catcher gets thrown out in the last half inning, he may be granted more time to put his gear on. Uh, the defensive shift it, it's it's basically it, it yeah and it, it's clear as day. You know you have to stay on the dirt. You have to. Two on the left, two on the right. You know, you can't have a fourth outfielder kind of thing. You can bring the outfield in closer, but you can't have four outfielders. Um, but the only, the only thing really with that is if infielders are not properly aligned at the time of a pitch, the offense can choose whether it's an automatic ball or take the result of the play. That's uh, weird. Bigger bases, the old bases are 15 yeah. inches, the new bases are 18. Yeah. And it's to avoid collisions and encourage stolen bases. So with all this, um, st- stolen base attempts in 2019 was at 2.23, which is a 68% success rate. Uh-huh. This year, 2.83, which was a 77% success rate. Good. So with all that said in mind, is that something you hate or is that something you love? I love it, but... It conflicts with their no bunt rule for next year as well. If you're doing all that, then you gotta encourage bunting. Yeah, because then to have people flying around the bases, and and, and it's also gonna depend on how these umpires are really gonna um, enforce it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they got a lot going on. Now we're talking about clocks. Mm-hmm. I mean, they that I. I I guarantee you they're gonna have they're gonna have to hire more uh, umpiring staff. Maybe just, just to go just to be there just for the clocks. To be yeah to be on top of everything. Mm-hmm. I hate it because 
you know, I just, I hate it in general as far as them fucking with the game of baseball. But it's, oh, we're doing this because we're trying to shorten the game. Really? You for twenty for for about an extra twenty six minutes, like that's really gonna fucking kill you, bro. Twenty six minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say twenty six minutes. If it was more like close to forty, then we're looking at something. That's I think, ridiculous. I think this is what's gonna happen. They'll 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 save that twenty six minutes, but because the um uh, you know the rules committee can change it, they'll probably bump up the timers. I think they should be at least 60 seconds, if anything. Yeah, at least, or 45. Yeah. Know, 20 seconds. And then you, you're talking about if I throw three pickoffs and I ain't get him, he gets to go to the second No, games. no, me, yeah. Like, ain't what? Yep. <laughs> so that, so that's, so that essentially is going to, is going to get rid of that. I, I'm excited to see how many fucking steals fucking Shohei Otani's going to have next year. Well, he's not a stolen base threat, so you know it's not really going to be a big difference for guys like he's him. He's not a stolen base threat. No, he's not a dude. Come on, he's not a Trey Turner. You know, I, we, yeah, with respects to Trey Turner. You know, he he's not he's he's not a speedy guy. Yeah, he can run, but he's not someone that you know gets on base and you're like, oh yeah, you know, he's going to steal 30, 40 bags in a season. He's not that kind of guy. He's not that kind of guy. Trust me, you're not that guy, pal. You know, but in general. Is it you know this is you know gonna bring back the, you know the whole stolen base thing you know the, I mean I'm not saying we'll ever see one but the Ricky Hendersons the Vince Coleman's and shit like that, you know it's, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting, but it's definitely something that I really do hate. I like I say it conflicts, but thank God they do have that rule committee that can change it. You know, if need be. Right. No, yeah, but they probably won't. Well, they'll bump, like I said, they'll bump up the timers. Which is what I think they should do. But they tested these in minor leagues, so, you know, these are the results. These are the results they got from down there, so, you know, they're going to implement them next year. Just give me one second. I'm looking up something. Who's playing right? Oh. All right. What are you looking up? I was trying to find his steals, but it's irrelevant. All right. Uh, hate it or love it? Aaron Boone will be fired and Cashman at the end of the season. I love it. I mean, I'm not a Yankee fan, but they definitely need to make some in-house moves. Yeah. Make some changes. And it, and if it, if it's not both of them, one of them's got to go. Yeah. And I think it's going to be Boone out on his ass before it's Brian. Mm. They'll probably give Cashman one more fucking go. Uh, yeah, but for you to bring, what, give him another go to bring in more mediocre players, more guys that are over the top, more guys that are going to overperform and then, you know, fall apart at the end of the year. I don't know, I'd say they both have to go. Yeah. All right. 
so we have one thing to report on uh, NBA. Uh, the salary cap could rise to $134 million for the 2023-2024 season. Other than that, I guess we're a week into that, you know, Donovan Mitchell trade. There's really yeah. nothing going on until uh, about next month when the season kicks off. Mm-hmm. All right, so I guess we'll jump right into our verses. Yep. So this week, Dennis Rodman versus Draymond Green. I took Dennis Rodman. Let's hear it. So, 911 games played, uh, 7.3 points per game, 13 rebounds per game, 1.8 assists per game, 0.7 steals per game, 52.1 field goal percentage, 23.1 three-point field goal percentage, 58.4 free throw percentage. He, his player efficiency rating was 14.6. The league average is 15. Uh, his WS was 89.8, which is the estimate of the number of wins contributed by a player. Uh, 6,683 total points, 531 blocks, 611 steals, 11,954 rebounds. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, two-time All-Star, five-time NBA champion, eight-time All-Defensive Team, NBA 75th Anniversary Team, two-time NBA All-Third Team, uh, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, seven-time Rebound Champion, and seven-time All-NBA Defensive First Team. That weird motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, seriously. He was, uh, I, I recall one of, one of the stories where he would do is he would just sit there all day and throw a ball onto the rim and just pay attention to the sound and shit like that and the way the ball would come off the rim so he could be that good at rebounding. So where he knew where the ball was going to be off the sound of the fucking, you know, the ball off the rim. Really? Where he could have his back to the rim and he can hear it hit and he already knows where the ball is going to be. Hmm. Never, never heard of that before. Yeah, it was. It, that's one of my favorite stories about Rodman. It was like, all right, at least he, he took his craft serious, you know. But he needed some breaks, like you know, in the in the the documentary about Michael Jordan, whatever the fuck it was. Uh, I forget. I, I don't recall the name of it. The Last Dance. There you go. You know what I mean? All right. So Draymond's got four championships to Dennis's five. Draymond's played 10 seasons. Uh, playoffs played. Draymond's played in eight. Draymond has four All-Star games. All right. All NBA teams, two. All defensive team, four. All defensive team selections, seven. Defensive player of the year, one. Rebounds leader, zero. Steals leader, one. Uh, points per game, 8.7. Rebounds per game, 6.9. Assists per game, 5.4. Steals per game, 1.4. Blocks per game, 1. Draymond's got 5,960 points. Uh, he's got 4,751 rebounds. He's got 3,733 assists. He's got 955 steals. He's got 711 blocks. He's played 685 games so far. His field goal percentage is 44. 
three point thirty one free throw seventy one points per game best season fourteen to Dennis's eleven point six uh nine point five rebounds to Dennis's eighteen point seven uh assists per game Draymond's eight point nine to Dennis's three point one steals per game two to Dennis's one blocks per game one point four to Dennis's one hmm. so Rodman blows him out of the water at rebounding the ball. Yeah. Draymond edges him a little bit points-wise, which I think if Draymond plays four more years, I think he'll he'll bump that up a little bit. Uh, maybe it's like nine, maybe ten. Um, I think he can win another Defensive Player of the Year. If he does that, then he's almost right aligned with him. He's going to blow him out of the water and assist. He could surpass him in points. In four years, without a doubt. Right. <clears throat> um, I think this is a preference, but for me, like I, I love Rodman, but I, I'm gonna take fucking Draymond. Me too. I, I, you know, yeah, Rodman played on on championship teams, but he wasn't the focal point. Yes, he was a contributor. He was a you know high volume contributor, at rebounding the ball and, and you know being clutch is getting that rebound. But Draymond just does more. Right. You know and, and honestly, for me, Rodman's too funky for me. What? Just, 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 uh, just as uh, just too funky for me. He's too funky for the, you. The, the, the nose rings and the different colored hair. It's yeah. like, <laughs> I just, you know, I'm not nothing against the guy, but like, like this is too funky for me. Like, well. When you put him on a team that already has attitude like those Pistons and then those Bulls team, he fit right in, you know, but just in his own unique way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, smacking guys in the ass going, ooh, I like your ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, too funky for me. Not too funky happy. for you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I think Draymond just does way a lot more. Yeah, he gets blown out by the rebounds, but I'll take the assists and 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 the steals and the yeah. blocks. You know, it, 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 yeah, Rodman won two defensive players, but I, I think Draymond can win. If he wins another one, then it's like I think that'll stamp it because I think he's gonna not not rebound wise, but everything else he's gonna surpass him in. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, his, his free throw percentage is better. Yeah, field goal yeah. percentage not not much. Uh, it's it's not where Rodman's is, but I'll take that. I'll take that because they both put up almost the same production of points. Eight to what was it? It was like eight to seven. Yeah, you know I mean, so you really like not concerned with that. And Draymond, before they had that you know dream team built, he was dropping his 11, 14, 15 average. You know, a couple seasons there. So right. I argued about this with somebody else. And I said, put Draymond, which, which is going to happen in the next two years. He's going to want a bag, right? So he'll go and sign a three-year deal with another team, a shit team or whatever the fuck it is, where he's going to be responsible to put up more points. Because you got to right. think, you're not going to have that, you know, in his defense, what he said, on, I forget, on the barbershop with uh, LeBron, he goes, people are like, oh, Le oh, you suck, you don't score. He's like... Dog, why do I have to score it when I have fucking Steph Curry 
who's wide the fuck open. Like who, exactly. He's like, who shoots? You, 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 you're a fucking idiot if you shoot. Nobody right. shoots. You fuck, Here you go. Honestly, I see Draymond as like another uh, Al Horford kind of player. Yeah. Yeah. Which is better defensively. But Al Horford's a better score for his size. Right. Shooting the three. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I think Draymond's just a better all-around player. <clears throat> Now, if you want to say, "Oh, Dennis Rodman is the greatest rebounder of all time," I won't. I won't refute you on that. Those numbers don't lie. Right. But everything else. Eh. Well, let's see who's the all-time rebound leader in the NBA. I think that's uh, what's his name, Will Chamberlain. Let's see. Yeah, Will Chamberlain with twenty-three thousand nine hundred twenty-four. All right, so maybe okay. Will Chamberlain is the greatest rebounder of all time. <laughs> yeah. You know, and honestly, can, um, and how many did you say Draymond had? 5,000? Oh, fuck. 4,000? Hold on, I'm, going, I'm getting there. 4,751. I mean, even if he plays 10 more years. Nah, he's only going to play about five, six. And, and even if that, let's say, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt, 1,500. You know what I mean? That's, he'll, he'll like have like 6,000 something, six and some change. Right. You know what I mean? But his assist for him playing a power forward and his steals, I think that's what's going to get him into the Hall of Fame. Of course, those rings are, are what's ultimately getting him in. Yeah. You know, but Robin did his part too, you know, where he was at. Just in a different way, at a time where, you know, a guy like that wasn't expected to score, you know. But people are dumb going, oh, Draymond, score more. Why? Like, you know, I'd be screaming that from the Raptors. Why? Like, why? <laughs> I don't need to. Uh, like, like you said. Draymond, you need to score more. <laughs> All right, so guys, we got uh, our top five dead or alive tomorrow. We have the NFL news, what's going on, and uh, fantasy advice. So I hope you guys come by. Uh, shoot us your questions for your lineup. Uh, I guess for the last four minutes, if you guys have any questions about fantasy or anything, you guys can throw them in here. What time did the Mets play today? 6-10. 6-10. No interest of watching. Six ten. Why I'll six be, ten? That's weird. I'll be watching something else. What are you gonna be watching? Um, probably football. A college football? Yep, yep. I think Arkansas was just beating fucking. Who the fuck were they playing? Hmm. No, now I have tennis. Okay, I love how we went from college football to tennis. Marshall is beating Notre Dame nine seven right now. <clears throat> That's an interesting one. Oh, Furman and Clemson is playing right now. I bet you Clemson is beating the ever loving shit. Yeah, Clemson's up twenty one three. Yeah, all right. That that seems just about accurate. Um, Virginia <clears throat> and Illinois. Oh my god! No, I'm not watching that game. The motherfuckers is fumbling in the end zone already. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> All right, Texas A&M. Yeah, is it? I'm watching. 
Texas A&M, yeah, uh, Miami's playing them next week. Texas A&M is the sixth-ranked yeah. team in the nation. Miami's 15. That's going to be a good matchup. Yeah, but how is Texas A&M ranked sixth right now? I have no idea. Sometimes I wonder where to get these fucking rankings from, bro. Yeah. You mean? But they're uh, they're tied with Appalachian State right now, seven yeah, seven. seven. Let's see what else we got here. Sanford or Georgia? Yeah. Why would anybody want to watch that? That's just gonna be somebody kicking the shit out of another person. Yeah, that's gonna be like a seventy point game. Uh, Houston at Texas Tech. Wait, what? Oh, Texas A&M is six. I'm like, what the fuck? Can we stick to like one school from a state? What do you mean? Texas State. Southern Texas State. Texas A&M. Texas AU. Texas this. Te like, j Jesus. Well, there's a lot of colleges out there. Yeah, but holy fuck. That many... Do we have to have that many Texas in, in one, like, you know, division or something like that? No. Well they're, in, well, they're in different conferences and whatnot. How could they be in a different fucking conference? They're in the same fucking state. One is, northern, <laughs> one is north, one is south, one is west, one is east. You know, I don't, I don't know how they break it down like that, but yeah, I think, I think they need. To, I, I've always said that system is is fucking weird. I can never understand it. Like, I think that's going to be a good game tonight. Baylor versus BYU. What? what? That's a ten fifteen game. You can see, like, like we said about Zach Wilson, like, now we haven't really seen much from him. But it's like, dude, I don't understand the Jets. Oh, let's take a quarterback that plays out of BYU. Who the fuck does BYU play? Yeah. Ooh. I'm actually going to tune to that game. The Appalachian State and Texas A&M because I want to see how Texas A&M is actually going to play because Miami plays them next year. I mean, uh, next week, so. So that's going to be a good game. If I can, uh... So, Texas A&M. So that's the Aggies and the Mount... Really? Like, Texas A&M Aggies? Like, really? Like, the fuck type of shit is that? Um... All right, yeah, guys. I don't get it. We'll see you guys 11 a.m. sharp tomorrow. Thank you for joining us.